Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 55. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song, Build My Life, reviewing the July Harvest Songs Challenge, and considering how to revisit an old song and make it into something new, as well as responding to your tweets, posts, and emails. Hi, Joel. Hello, Sam. You all right? I'm really hot. I know you're really hot. In fact, you're naked, as far as I can I, see. I, I, this is the first naked podcast. That's the first one. It's very, very hot today. We're recording this on... Uh, we're a little bit of ahead of schedule. We have to try and get us ahead of ourselves. And we've chosen the hottest day of the century, I think. Um, so, uh, And we have a new Prime Minister, Joel. That's exciting. We do have a new Prime Minister. Yes. Yeah, I prayed for him already. That sounds oh, really sorry. That sounds really pious, but I sort of that like I just thought I was watching the news. I thought, right, I've got to pray for this man now. Not That's that I cool. spent a lot of time praying for prime ministers. You should write a song for him. What? Go go know, bojo. Let's not let's not descend into politics. Is that the, the the earliest we've got into politics so that, far? That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not even into politics. Goodness no. me, how do we do this? Um, hey, what have you been up to, Sam? Um, not a lot. I think you've been the busy boy. Uh, we are, uh, we're working on our um, video course that we're going to record in September. And mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, getting ready as well. In October, we've got a whole life worship day in Banbury. If people would like to join us uh, for a whole life worship day on the first Saturday in October, the 4th or the 5th um something like that um yeah that'd be Banbury, good. that you place be, you, you come to on the train before you get to oxford or is that yeah. somewhere else yeah there's, there's a it. song isn't there about ridercock horse to Banbury cross yeah how's it go yeah ridercock horse to Banbury cross see a fine lady it's not i don't know you know <laughs> nice it's not matt redmond yeah. no it's not matt redmond um i've been busy yeah have. you've you've been really busy mm. we had um We've had the worship songwriting retreat. Yeah. Oh, Sam, it was uh, just something incredible. Um, That's what happens when I'm not there. It is. Uh, yeah, it is literally <laughs> what happens. <laughs> uh, it's the biggest we've had. We maxed out the venue. We filled every room. We even managed to squeeze a few extra rooms out of them um, and um, filled those too. So I was a little bit cautious in the build up to it, thinking, is it going to get too big? Because I think these things can yeah. get too big and then they kind of lose their... Um, all the stuff that makes them great. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised to find, no, I don't think it was too big. I think it was fantastic. I don't think I'd want to go bigger in that format, certainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really wonderful. Um, we had about a third of the people were people who've come before. Another third were people we've been in touch with through 12 Song Challenge, things like that. And then probably another third yeah. were just people I never heard of who came across us and, and came along. Brilliant. And a mix. We have more women than we've ever had. I think we're about a third women this time. You remember a couple of years ago, we had about two women on the retreat or something. So yeah, I'd like to yeah, claim yeah. credit for that, um, but I can't. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Um, so, it's the Lord. 
Yeah, really wonderful. And it's been lovely going back to the same place, actually. Uh, we have a good relationship with the manager there. And yeah. you, just, you go and can relax into it. Um, it was a great team. So blessed to um, work with Geraldine and with Matt Osgood, both of whom are old hands at this now. And fantastic to bring Chris Juby in as a new tutor. Chris first came on the retreat, I don't know, four or five years ago. And... Um, I'd been in touch with him before and heard about him being a really good songwriter. So I quite often encourage people to come to a retreat because it's a great way of getting to know people um, and having some kind of proper time and input with them. And um, he's kind of found his way into being part of our team. And then this year he stepped up to actually leading. And he did the first session on the Sunday evening um, where he spoke about writing from the Psalms. And I just thought he was fantastic. He was really honest about some of his, um, he t- talked a little bit about some of his kind of processes of becoming involved in Razan, but also the way his attitude to songwriting and his desire for fame and um, other stuff has has clouded and, and he's had to battle with um, mm, over the years as a songwriter and how actually engaging yeah. strongly with the Psalms and living with them and dwelling with them and writing out of them has really transformed his his whole approach. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really, really wonderful, really refreshing and great to have him on the team. Um, as usual, I had a fantastic feedback group. We split into groups and we spend the whole few days meeting up regularly and sharing what we've been working on. And everyone's so encouraging and helpful. They were even nice to me about my songs, which I always think is <laughs> always, always good. Uh, we had a fun... Um, we've done this a few years now. We've done a kind of vocal recording session on the Monday night for some project yeah. that we're involved in. And this time we just wanted a few um, extra bits of group vocals just to bolster some of the stuff for the live album. So to give a bit of a a chunky sound where the occasional very loud cymbal had drowned out the congregation or other such stuff. Um, and and that was really fun. Matt Weeks came up and spent a bit of time doing oh, some other great. edits and little overdubs and bits and bobs and hanging out with us. So lovely to have Matt there. Nice guy, Matt. Yeah. Um, and then the big, big, big highlight was the, as I guess as always, but was the Tuesday night concert. So on the last night, everybody performed a song. And we set it up. Mm. We, we kind of moved to a different room, this beautiful chapel. Um, we've got bit carried away now we have a pa we have lights we all you know make a a bit of a thing of it and everybody has a go i mean i think more or less everybody is maybe one maybe one person maybe two people who didn't um didn't want to do it this time but usually everyone does and you get people from absolute seasoned pros to complete beginners and kind of everything in between having a go but because people know the song quite often they know the songs they've been working on them so people join in. Um, and actually, we used Slack this time um, as a way of interacting as groups. So people just before their performance would post the lyrics up on Slack so people could could read them. Um, <laughs> Very good. And sing Very along. Good. Yeah. And it's just, it, I, I just don't know another place where you get this environment where you perform something. You've got so much love, generosity um, of spirit. You've got frequent tears, um, mm. lots of souls and arms lifted up in praise. And Andy Clark rounded us off with a really upbeat, happy song. What I know, I know. He was, said, was, was it really him? I mean, he re- and the thing is, it was like it wasn't just a bit upbeat. It was really peppy. I think Andy just, yeah, he's got it in him. So that was really exciting. In fact, he came out from behind the piano, which was and suddenly there's Andy with his guitar. Wow! wow. Um, and we were all up on our feet by the end of it. It's a really good fun. Awesome. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd um, enjoyed getting the feedback from people and hearing. Um, stories of what people you know people saying I've gone back and tried this song in my church and other stuff um, one little uh, email we had that said um, uh, first and foremost thank you once again for a truly awesome and inspiring retreat there was such an atmosphere of love and support but also of a desire to push people to do, to their best 
and giving them an environment and tools in which to do that. None of that happens by accident, but by prayer, investment in others and heart that worships God. Mm. Thank you. I find that right. Yeah. Tremendously encouraging. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and really, I found it personally encouraging, actually, because that is just what I long for that to be. I want it to be an atmosphere of love and support, but also of striving for th- for the best you know and, that, and that's what you know i do that to you sam i push and i push say come on we, th- there's a better this this can be better but it's not because i don't love you um oh really yeah you've never said that before man oh well i didn't say i do love you I just said it's not that i don't love you <laughs> so we've got um uh, we've already got the dates for next year so that's going to be the 28th of june to the first of uh july so get those dates in your diary everybody and um we'll let you know about when we when we open up booking for that but there are other opportunities so um, i'm really pleased to work with geraldine and carrie loose on a retreat that they run in ashburnham on the south coast it's sort of towards the end of january so they're doing that again next year so that's kind of the next opportunity and we're in some talks about possibly doing an autumn one um in the west um so uh, we'll try and uh, let you know that as soon as possible i mean basically we filled we filled up wydale and so either we just stop there or if you want to do do more then we maybe have to spread them out and probably geographically and across the south calendar. south 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 you want to go south everything's always in the north <laughs> so north centric with you people said no one ever to anyone <laughs> except us It's just an upside-down kingdom with resound. That's exactly it. The yeah. north shall We're be south and the north. south shall be north. Oh, I might be going to Scotland, actually. That was kind of nice. I had a guy there from the Church of Scotland who's quite keen to get something going with some okay. Church of Scotland songwriters. Um, uh, so, yeah, I've been working on the... Sorry, this is a long catch-up, isn't it? But there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, yeah, man. We had a great day, actually, didn't we, um, Sam, with our with the trustees of the Song mm. and Hymn Writers Foundation and the directors of Jubilate Hymns Jubilee Hymns is the kind of the agency that handles our copyrights, and the Song and Hymn Writers Foundation is what oversees Resound, Worship, and Jubilate. Um, and it was a really, really important day of gathering and planning and, and trying to make some strategic decisions, but also um, revisiting our vision for what this is all about. Yeah. Great group. Um, working on the album, as I said, so that's, gonna, that's basically now being sent off to Shane in Nashville to mix. Um, and that's been quite a bit of to and fro. I've been kind of doing my bit, very picky thing, to and fro with Matt Weeks, kind of saying, what about this note here? What about this bit there? What about, you know, and just trying yeah. to get all of that done. Yeah. He's done a superb job bringing it together. I'm Aww. dead excited about it. Um, so what happens when, when we launch it? Which When will that be? Yeah, that will be in sort of late mid-late September. Okay. We're, a little, we're a little bit behind schedule, but I built some buffers into the schedule, so I'm hoping that's still going to be okay. And how can people kind of prepare to be helping us when we when we launch it i mean i suppose putting some money aside each month would, <laughs> would help um yeah we we really i mean i have to say we really do depend on you lot who are listening and who um who like and support what we do we you know we don't work with massive budgets we crowdfund to be able to afford to do this sort of thing it's fantastic and we so appreciate the support but actually when it comes to getting it out there um we're pretty reliant on social media essentially yeah. and word of mouth and word of mouth equals social media these days yeah um and you know we don't have big advertising budgets and even if we did i don't know there isn't necessarily an obvious place you'd you'd go to spend a big 
advertising budget apart from probably social media so we're going to put them out there there'll be videos i mean actually live videos to go along with the songs and um what will really help us is if people will just diligently and generously share our stuff but there's quite a key thing i've learned so particularly if it's something like facebook i don't know what it's like on on other platforms but on facebook it makes a real difference if you just kind of see something that we put up and you hit share then that might go to one or two of your friends. But if you click a link in it, click it, either click the picture or click the link, and then you like it, and then you comment on it, and then you hit share, Facebook wow. will just show it to all your friends because they will think, right. this person really likes this. Really likes it. So there's right. a kind of a bit of a system there, which is make sure you click something, make click. sure you comment or like. Comment. Um, but, but comment like. isn't better than like. And then share. And when you share, add a few words. So yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. it's a hassle, isn't it? And I, and I try to remember that when I'm sharing things for other people. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But it's you know if we we're connected, you know, collectively. I don't know how many people listen to this podcast, but we get we get download figures. And if all of those people shared it with their friends, we'd meet hundreds of thousands of people. Um, yeah, because it's exponential, be isn't it? When when it starts to get yeah. shared amongst yeah. the different groups of people. So uh, yeah, I I totally agree, and I I do feel like. You know, it is that thing when you, you go past someone's video and you think, oh, I haven't quite got the, the moment now to watch it. I'm, I'm not in a place where I've got headphones on. Yeah. But, you know, if you can, when, when this stuff starts to come out, if you can really, you know, if you like it, if you don't like it, then just ignore it. But if you yeah. like what we do, just take an extra few moments to kind of actually watch it, actually comment, actually share it. It'd be really, really helpful. Yeah. Don't think we don't need you. We, we almost, need you. We almost certainly do. Um, and then we also launched the Doxcology um project looking for new songs from people so that that's open and people are beginning to submit songs um and for those who are doing the 12th song challenge we there's a dedicated doxicology channel in slack so you can write and share and work on the stuff together and we'll be in there and chip in on that as well um and just in one one sentence what what does that mean doxicology what are we what are we talking about have we, thought, have we said this before or not well people might be jumping of in of course right now. doxicology so it's a word it's a new word we invented uh, it's a combination of doxology and ecology. Doxology means praising God and ecology means our relationship to the, our environment. And uh, I guess don't need to go on about the, the issues that face us, um, but certainly that we lack language with which, and, and worship language with which to deal with these in the church, especially sung worship language. And so yep. we want to kind of fill that gap. And we think the best way of doing it is to ask all of you and anyone you know to write stuff and contribute and we'll kind of, compile and collate the, the best of it um into a collection of new songs that we want to yeah. put out next spring brilliant so yeah check out doxicology.org we even got the we thought we'd begin at the domain we might make our millions from it so um <laughs> we thought we'd get the domain make it nice and easy well that's a lot of stuff so a lot been going on um let's get back to the regular business of the podcast and we will dissect a classic dissect a classic our classic for this month is another modern classic. We, we use the CCLI top 25 kind of lists quite often. And as they develop and fluctuate, um, we see different stuff come on there. And one that's been more recent on there, but is definitely being sung all over the world, is um, the song Build My Life. Um, Sam, you, tell us a bit about this song. Yeah, so if people uh, don't know it, it's a collaboration between two American groups, House Fires, uh, particularly Pat Barrett, and uh, which do kind of more intimate, smaller worship things, sort of often quite acoustic in the round in people's houses, things like that. And the passion movement, and particularly Brett Yonker, 
uh, and they are huge kind of working with students, um, young people. They do these massive conferences mm. and they were basically collaborating and, and working together a little bit. And they, they started off uh, with the what they call the bridge, which is the... And I will build my life upon your love. Okay. It is a fun, fun. Now, that, so that is interesting straight away. Carry yeah. on. Would you call that the chorus? No, no, I call that the bridge. All right. But you just think it's interesting. That they, they, so it's so interesting. They start with the bridge, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, they had other bits, but they really felt that, that the rest of it didn't work. Uh, and, and Pat Barrett has described this as one of those songs that didn't want to be written. It just, they kept wrestling with it and yeah, yeah. coming up with ideas. And they never, and I thought this, the bridgey bit is great. Uh, but then the rest of it isn't really good, you know, good enough. Um, and they talk about it being part of a time in their lives when they felt things were changing. They were, they were having children. There's various sort of things shifting around them. And that sense of Jesus being the kind of firm foundation was really key to them that like he's, he describes it in one place by saying, you know, you're in worship and you're looking up to Jesus, but you're also looking down to your feet, to your foundation to see what am I standing on? Yeah. Uh, so that was really the heart of it. And then he went over to Scotland and did some uh, events over here. Uh, and the chorus kind of emerged. I think he was playing the piano in someone's uh, front room and <laughs> kind of came up with a chorus. Uh, and then still not happy with the, the rest of it. And so then he says uh, in the interview, he says that immortal line. So I emailed it to Matt Redmond, <laughs> you know, which obviously we all do when uh, we're stuck with a song. Yeah. Um, and Matt, emailed back some verse ideas so if you look at the the, the credits to this it's got like a hundred names on the yeah, credits because yeah. the amount of people who've been involved over oh, the couple of years it took to write um but yeah that's that's kind of some of the story of it and um i think it's an interesting song because it is in some ways quite simple yeah uh in some ways it uses a lot of very familiar worship language worthy holy jesus the name over every other. it's yeah. to me it almost feels like a sort of there's parts of it that feel like a sort of 90s kind of worship song mm. uh, because it uses some of that very familiar phraseology um but i do the reason i think i like it is because of um the kind of direction it goes the way that it talks about an encounter with jesus but it's like show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and i love that chorus because i feel like it's it's got this kind of um, its trajectory is heading out. It's not just fill me with your love so I can have a lovely time in church. Yeah. It's like and lead me out, uh, and then that sort of I will build my life upon your love. It's I, I sort of connect it with the sort of whole life stuff we've been doing, and you know it's not it's not just about Sunday mornings. It's not just about times of singing, but it's our whole lives built on on Jesus. So that's that's one of the reasons I like it. How about you? Yeah, I picked out a few bits I think make it work really well. These are much more kind of specific moments, but good, I like to try and pick out good good songwriting bits. What have they done well? And one of the things is in the the kind of the in the um, in the chorus, not chorus. What's it called? The bridge. And I will build my life upon your love. So just this repeating thing. It is a firm foundation. That's that growth and swell at the top of it. It's just so beautifully shaped around the the natural melody of the expression firm foundation it is my mm. firm foundation it puts the emphasis on firm um yeah. and and i think that's a it's a good example of having a nice m- melodic idea and a nice lyrical idea and marrying them together really well 
Um, and I think without that, it wouldn't be... I suspect it wouldn't be anything like as strong as it is if it just did that kind of little repeated four-note rise that's going around and around. But it does the lift, but it doesn't waste the lift. Yeah. It doesn't waste it. It puts something really strong on there, um, mm. which is which is really good. And I will not be shaken. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it actually pushes the emphasis onto not. And you might say, I will not be shaken. No, I will not be shaken. Yeah. Um, and that's... You, you wonder sometimes with those things, how deliberate are these exact emphases, but that's how it's come out and that's therefore the kind of character it has i think yeah. as well in the in the chorus there's a lovely thing about the chorus it just has it has a harmonic journey to it yeah and sometimes choruses and verses especially but sometimes we can sort of get in a slightly sort of static place but you know mm. this this is the song this is my nightmare song i've literally got trapped in when i am <laughs> when i've been reading it i mean i'm not making this up i just could not get out of the end of it in your, heart, <laughs> it in your love to those around me holy i'm back i don't know where to go and because it's got a circularity to it but it shows yeah. that it's got a really compelling harmonic progression which is this kind of it's on chord four goes down to chord two then to chord one over five doesn't it so it's kind of yeah. it's doing a, that that movement with the five in the bass yes. actually really answers what chord two is crying out for do, yeah. and it's kind of interrupted do do do, do you want me to then, play yeah Holy, there is no one like you, and there is none beside you. Open up eyes in wonder. I love that five uh, called one with the five in the bass. I think that's really good. It moves. Uh, that then it then draws you into chord six, which is the mm. which is the the relative minor of chord one. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's it's it's good use of harmony. Which makes it a compelling chorus to sing, um, and then yeah, so the other thing is the very first note of the chorus is it sits a note five over chord four, which is basically kind of this kind of sus two thing, but it it gives it, it adds to this sense of this is going to have to go somewhere in order to be satisfying, and when it resolves to the to the um, do, 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 it resolves to the third of the minor, the third of the minor mm. is the, like the solid note in the minor. And then yeah. it carries on down a step with this lovely sequence, same shape, mm. descending. And as you do it, it just takes you on this journey. So it's really musically, it's really, really beautifully written. Yeah, that's good. Um, the thing that I struggle with, I think that the chorus and the uh, the bridge are really melodically strong. Yeah. You know, on the beat, like you say, you've got that sequence in the chorus in the in the bridge you've got that lovely repeated da, 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 and then that da, 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 it's so yeah. nice to sing it's the verses that i find odd to sing because they're so syncopated yeah and i feel like they are the kind of speech rhythms but because they come in on like a two anna it it kind of it always feels especially if you've got a slightly more traditional congregation that are used to coming in on the beat or you know coming in in a strong way yeah that sort of too worthy of every song we could ever sing like if you saw that written down it would be really kind of odd it, it and would tied look complicated and, wouldn't it yeah. yeah even though i think when you hear it you kind of go oh that's all right but i feel like to join in it's not the easiest melody yeah uh, i'm not sure I was trying to think, oh, is there an easy fix that you could put something on the beat and that would make it easy? But I'm, I'm not. And, and so we live for you. Oh, we live for you. Like you're repeating the line, but you're adding the live. You're sort of doing a little two note thing on the second. Yeah. We live for you. Yeah, so it's, not, to... it's never quite that secure what you're singing in the verses. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's really interesting hearing the story behind it because I now feel it's influencing what I think. But yeah. I would have said the, the verses feel a bit detached from the rest of it. I, I feel mm. lyrically they feel a bit detached. I can totally see Matt Redman in them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't you? Um, totally, yeah, yeah. And and I'm not, I don't feel like when I hit the chorus that holy is the word that comes out as a result of them. It's a, it's a really interesting, mm. it just kind of, you just sing it. And then you just carry on. Yeah, it's it's funny. So for me, it's a song which has three quite distinct sections, and yes. I have picked it and led it and and so on based on one of those sections at different times, on, on each of you know, particularly on the chorus or the bridge, feeling like they they do a certain job. Yeah, and slightly just gone. Well, I'll sing the other bits. It's so that I can sing the. So yeah. I kind of essentially, especially in my response to a sermon or something, I feel like I really want us to sing the bridge. So I'm going to sing the whole song so that we can sing the bridge. So we sing the bridge. <laughs> or I really want to sing this thing about being led in God's love to those around us. That's a really strong thought. I sort of wish, I, I mean, I think it's it's hinted at in the verses, but I yeah. kind of wish it was. I, I find I kind of wish it was more explicit. So yeah, I, had they brought it to me, which no one ever does, thankfully most of the time. <laughs> I think that's what I've said. It just feel I feel like you maybe have got portions of several songs here and they're all glued together and, and what is your what is your main thing yeah and um let let's let's see that thread right through the thing because then i think i would sing it a lot more often yeah um is. can i throw in one other thing yeah do which is a, this is a kind of lurking theological concern and it's less about this song i mean we can have but it's more about the canon the kind of the broader mainstream canon that's out there and i feel mm. like we talk a lot about God's love as a synonym for God, but quite often now in a sort of replacement for grace and mercy and um, and and justice and another. Hmm. We just got this kind of, and it's easy to get to a place where you start seeing about love in the world's terms and what you know. What does the world think? What we say love is? Well, it's X, Y, and Z. Right. Rather than this kind of fuller characteristic of God. And I just, I feel like, so for example, to saying your love is, I'll build my life upon your love, it's a firm foundation, is completely true. But alongside so many other songs that will talk about love rather than grace or uh, and so on, it kind of, we do, you can begin to just, well, let's, let's name it, like you can do, you can begin to do away with sin and the need for, for rescuing and salvation and, and, and other stuff that's going on. So that's, that's, like my, that's my lurking theological concern, hmm. is the proliferation of, of love as a synonym for everything about God. Okay. But it's not about this song. Exactly. No. It's more about a kind of a broad, I guess a kind of broader cultural thing, but it does show up a lot in songs. Is it? Yeah. Because it's nice to sing it, about. And, and, and is that related to... Sort of how we view love through the lens of pop culture and films. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, love songs. Yeah, and, and that that love can mean something quite different to what love in the Bible means. Yeah, you know when people say, "I believe in a loving God," therefore I can't believe the Old Testament because it's right. full of judgment. Yeah, and you think, uh, and really, um, there are there are pastoral answers to that question, but a, a simple one is we well, haven't understood love then. If you think these, if you think these things aren't comp- compatible, you've, you've got an image, right. an idea of love and what it should be in God. But actually, God defines love, not the other way around. But we're getting yeah. into some heavy, heavy theological. No, no, it's good. Places. It's good. Um, right, see ho. Let's do the twelve song challenge. Twelve song challenge. In June, we set you the challenge 
of writing a harvest song. Just remind us, uh, Sam, you set the challenge, didn't you? Uh, yeah, just trying to reclaim and uh, reframe. I'm writing a song as I go. Um, harvest um, from, you know, forlorn tins and um, people scratching around at old hymns they don't really like. Um, so, yeah, just trying to go back to the Bible and also to people's kind of modern day experience of either God's provision or engagement with you know, the natural world and creation or with the harvest of their own work. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty broad, uh, but it's been exciting to see people have a go at it. Yeah, I think we had a great um, range of stuff, as usual, and um, on, a, on a kind of range of themes, people coming out with slightly different things here and there. A, a fairly typically, I think, quite a lot of people saying, oh, once I, di- once I got into this, I found... It sort of. I started in Harvest, and I found my way somewhere with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but quite often, some quite good stuff, which you could actually then sing on a Harvest Sunday. And the fact that it uses some Harvest imagery, imagery, but and you see a bit of people's kind of theological leanings and things, kind of uh, with the way the various kind of ways you can think about the Harvest imagery and the way that it's it is panned out in the songs. But I think it's some strong stuff again. I mean, I, I, yeah, I continue to be impressed and delighted. Um, I, I feel like I need to, I don't think we'll play, but I just feel like I need to, um, a shout out to Ian Edgerton, who always just writes the most fantastic and, and wonderfully oh, yeah, different stuff. Um, yeah. he, he took the tune of, um, oh, we play the fields of scatter, didn't he? Yeah. And he's got yeah. some of us are commuters. Some of us stay at home. We're teachers and we're students. We each plow our own road. We sow seeds in society. We grow communities. We work with those around us and care for those in need. Yay. Fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I, I had a couple I wanted to pick out and um, and highlight. And one of them, the first one, is just because I, I, it's a really good example of showing the the community at work in a song. Um, so I'm going to start by playing a clip from a song by Travis Ham, Travisham, as we called him, Lady Travisham. Um, <laughs> on uh, and then um, and then we'll, we'll 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 come back to it. Our flesh, like fields of grass, will fade away. Our glory, frail like a flower, will decay. But your word ever endures. Bringing us light and life Watered by your spirit Yoked with Jesus Christ Send us out as workers in the harvest with compassion lift our eyes in love send us out as workers in the harvest so the thing I like about this one is um, a kind of songwriting competence to it and I, I, I 
I've got to develop some language to describe this, but sometimes you just hear a song, it's, it's just competently put together. It's got shape, mm. it's got structure. Um, I, I like the kind of the repeat of the line and the chorus and the way the melody, the melody is, is really nice, but never, and, and it has surprises, but never throws you off the track with it in, yeah. in the way it develops. So it's really well written in that way. I think Travis got quite a lot of feedback and it was he kind of acknowledged himself that he kind of found himself in some agricultural imagery and then opened a whole load of stuff and tried to throw it together. And there's a bit of a, a bridge to make between the, the verse, which is kind of about... So it's agricultural imagery of flesh, like fields of grass would fade away. And it's very biblical imagery. Mm. Um, but then kind of leaping into the send us out as workers in the harvest. And there's a there's a bridge to be made there. Um, but you got lots of um, feedback from various different people. Um, and a great example here of just someone on the team. So Keiko gave me some feedback and said, I've got a melodic suggestion. Um, which is just to kind of shift the emphases in the line and then um, posted it up for him. I thought we could have listened to that. Yeah. And I guess you can decide for yourself which you think is the, the stronger melody. I think Kager's made a fantastic suggestion. Um, and what I, but what I love seeing at work there is how when you play a melody to someone else, and particularly someone who's got a bit of ability as a songwriter, for them to sort of play it back how they hear it or how yeah. they imagine it, just say, well, when I hear this, this is what I think. Um, you can sometimes find your way to a melody that you'd never, never have, neither of them could have found on their own. Um, mm. But I love seeing that one come through. And I think what, what Keiko does is just gives it that extra little bit of um, character, which really builds on what Travis has done. And we've seen that so much in the 12 Song Challenge um, on, on the forum. So I really wanted to just highlight that as a great example of it. And then finally, it's great to be able to hear this. This is where Travis takes it to after taking on board Keiko's ideas and suggestions from various different people. <laughs> Our flesh like fields of grass will fade away Our glory frail like a flower will decay But your word ever endures Bringing us light and life we are your harvest, God make us fruitful, as we abide in the vine of Christ, quench us with good news, water our parched souls, until we love like the Lord of the harvest Break up our hearts of clay to love you ways And then this second one is from Dan. Now, I've got to be honest, I don't know how to pronounce Dan's surname. 
Do you reckon it's Yasma? Do you think it might be? Yeah. Yeah? J-A-A-S-M-A. Dan, you're going to have to tell us. We're so bad on pronunciations. (laughs) But anyway, Dan has written a song. He's he's joined us fairly recently, only the last few months, I think. And really, um, really delighted to see what he's written. He he says, um, in, in talking about it a bit, that he just found so much to write. It's interesting isn't it you kind of come into these different themes and you say whoa if i actually go into harvest as the theme there's stuff all over the bible um <laughs> and so what do i fit in here and how what angle do i take from it and the agricultural stuff and, and so on so that so it's really nice um and so dan has written a lot and it's quite long and i think already people have kind of encouraged him um to kind of pare it back a bit potentially but some really lovely writing in there and some beautiful ways that he's put stuff so let's have a listen to a bit of dan's the heavens speak, telling your story. The earth and sky reveal your hand. You lifted dust, and with a living breath, you gave us life. May we receive every provision. With grateful thanks for all you give, let every heart in whom your spirit dwells be satisfied. God of the harvest, fill our hearts, your kingdom come. Gather the workers of your field, your will be done. A child of God, filled by your teaching, is like yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Again, like with the previous one, there's a kind of competence to it in the the way the melody is assembled. I love that there's a surprise in the. God of the harvest, fill our hearts. Your kingdom come. It's really, that's nice. That's fresh, and you don't necessarily expect it to happen. And I like that it. I quite like sometimes a chorus that kind of holds back a bit. It's got slightly more of a refrain, but it does stretch it. And it and the way it stretches out on harvest on the unusual word, it, I think it's really strong. I just had a a thought for the um for the melody as I listened to the mm. to the verse um. The heavens speak, telling your story. The earth and sky reveal your hand. I don't know why I wanted to just contract the end of that a bit because they're quite a lot. It's quite there's a lot of words and they're quite long lines and so on. To being yeah. the heavens speak, telling your story. The earth and sky reveal your hand. Yeah. You lifted us with a living breath. And he has this, you gave us life. And I feel like in a song which has got quite a lot of words and quite long lines, you you don't not necessarily looking for something to draw it out more. You're actually looking for something to, to hurry up the speed occasion. Yeah. So I would in that second line go, You lifted us with a living breath. You gave us life yourself a little bit of a pause yeah and even lose a couple of extra syllables from the um you left the dust with living breath 
I'm not doing that very well, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Lift the dust with it. <laughs> you left the dust when living breath gave us that. That's not very good, but I just yeah, feel yeah. like you could, if you twi- if you cut out a couple of syllables somewhere, you just give it a bit more breathing space. There's a lot to be said for sort of longish line, longish line, and then paired down line. as sort of yeah. the third one in a group, yeah. and that it, quite often that has a feels really comfortable thing because you can kind of apply yourself, and then you get a moment to back off and just and you kind of essentially rest i suppose and then you leap back in with all yeah the um but yeah dan i think it's really strong so it's great stuff good work okay do you want me to see you mine do it ah uh, okay sam here's my attempt so um i decided i i've always loved deuteronomy 26 this i this thing where god says when you've entered the land that promised to your to you and and you get and and some fruit you get some fruit from the land first thing to do is bring it um and offer it and say my father was a wandering aramean yeah and um essentially remember where you came from celebrate what you have and then give out of your abundance to support yeah. the poor and the needy and so on and i just find that so the first thing they did when it was kind of when you entered the land have a harvest festival Sounds like the least exciting thing, doesn't it? But it's, it's brilliant. Um, and so I just kind of went into there, and I, and I wasn't really sure what to write, so I just tried to write something that is... Um, I just tried to write in inside the passage, if you like, yeah. and see where it led me, rather than try and hugely interpret it into the you know, yeah. into current context. So it's, I'll, I'll play what I did. Wanderers who were looking for a home. The Lord was watching over us, and He made this land our own. So we're bringing harvest, our riches from the Lord. To give away the best of it as a blessing to the poor. Let me try that again. The family of wanderers. For home, the Lord was watching over us, and He made this land our own. So we're bringing in the harvest, our riches from the Lord. Give away the best of it as a blessing to the poor. For the orphan and the widow. For the ones from other lands, for the stretched and for the struggling, nothing in their hands. We'll set aside a portion, sacred to the Lord, and we'll give it out of thankfulness for all blessings gone I don't know why yeah. I went so country, but I wrote I a country it. song. Very um, good. I had to Very really good. hold back from singing. We're a family <laughs> of wanderers. We're looking for a home. But I think it could work like that as well. That I'd have thought I'd offend too many people if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I wrote it, though. Like, I wrote That's it in that voice. Excellent. And then I, then I backtracked sort of to see what it was like. Four corn, leghorn style. <laughs> that's awesome i think that's really good i mean i think the obvious 
I suppose the challenge next is when you're taking a text that you, as you say, you've inhabited it as mm. as if you were the people who are, you know, first writing it. But then when you take that into a congregational context, how much of this can be sort of said by the congregation? Uh, so that's a kind of a sort of a, I guess, a sort of honing process of, mm. uh, you know, wanderers make sense looking for a home making this land our own maybe is harder to sing absolutely yeah with integrity (laughs) um it's great though i I think and it's i do think this this thing of doing stuff in a more narrative type way and jumping into slightly older parts of the bible is great because it it makes you write different kinds of songs yes i think i totally agree with that yeah it gave me some um it gave me some scope i wouldn't otherwise have had i mean i felt like um it's a, yeah. It, I mean, there's a sort of a song with country melodies and things in it, which generally actually means it's quite singable. I think the country is a very often a very singable t- um, form, isn't it? I, I was thinking it really the it's the first four lines. If I took them out and put something, if I said, okay, this has come out of G twenty twenty six, but I don't have to mention the wandering Aramean as it is. No, you know, I could no. Because, of course, their experience of we wandered and then we found our home is kind of prototypical for us, but we're in the wandering, mm. not in the home. You know, our home yeah. is... And I wanted to be careful about heaven is our home because then that kind of starts leading you away from new heaven, new earth theology and yeah. also those kind of ideas. Um, yeah. The other thing is to, to make it less we Yeah. and to so say something like, you know, your people have been wanderers, your people have been homeless, your pe- you know, your so you're sort of saying in history god yeah you've you've chosen a people who have been this kind of people uh before you get to the we you do you do some history first yeah yeah it's good fun anyway i i feel like that's when i will um i don't know i don't know we'll see i think you should i think one day i'll make an album of all of these joel's (laughs) country songs joel's (laughs) yes then you can we just might, go crazy might. with the accent. Oh, I really want to do the video instead. So <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, Sam? Uh, I've got a little. I took uh, one Corinthians three, nice, which is where Paul t- uses. He basically mixes two metaphors. He starts off talking about the workers in God's field, and he says, you know, Apollos watered, and I planted, and somebody else sowed, or something but only God makes things grow. And then he immediately smashes into a building metaphor about building and, and, and building with good, you know, God laid the foundation, but we need to build with good uh, materials and, and to be prepared for the judgment when our work will be judged. So I thought, oh, there's so much in there. Um, so I basically tried to do a song about that. Great. And then I got into a really interesting musical style, which yeah. is not my sort of normal <laughs> thing, but I, and so the idea of this is it'd be a kind of call response, which I've done a few yeah. times recently, um, which I probably won't do all the responses. Otherwise, it just gets a bit weird. No, with me no go on, do them in a different voice. <laughs> I'll be really like good. an octave higher. Let's see voice. I can't do them, unfortunately, because we're over Skype and there'll be an unfortunate delay. Well, I suppose I could do it and then line them up afterwards, but I think it might put you off. It might do, yes. Yeah. We won't try that. Okay. We are workers in God's field We are workers in God's field Some will plough and some will sow Some will 
plough and some will sow. Some will water, yet we know. Some will water, yet we know. God alone can make things grow. God alone can make things grow. We are builders in God's house. Bringing gifts to serve His plans. God will use our skillful hands. In Christ alone our work will stand. We're working on the harvest as grace gives. Building up a temple where love lives. What's made in God's name. We'll stand for his fame and a harvest of all things. Dirt and stones are gifts of God. And this world matters to our King. But his kingdom's more than things. And worship's more than what we sing. Working on the harvest as grace gives Building up a temple where love lives What's made in God's name will stand for His fame At the harvest of all things Yay! Oh, I like That's that a lot. Far That's far Hey, well done, Sam. Thanks. What a, um, oh, you are a rich vein of form, my friend, and uh, <laughs> you keep bringing some splendidly creative ideas. Oh, when thanks. I, when I lapse into a country drawl, you're, you're off somewhere <laughs> else. When I first heard it, it had a slight, because you recorded it and put it up on the, on the forum, and it had a, yeah. slight, a bit more of a vibe to it, and I could really yeah. hear Michael Kiwanuka singing it. I thought it would sound oh, fantastic. Well, that would be amazing. It, and then having that, those backing singers that he has on his yeah. albums singing oh, man. the echoes. I so mean, if, you know, Michael Kiwanuka can sing anything. A, a word with Michael for us, that would be. There's also that song um, by the Swedish guy, uh, Jose, what's his name? Jose Gonzalez. That's oh, yeah. right. yeah. You remember him? Is he Swedish? Swedish? Yeah, he's Swedish. Um, I'm not sure he's born in Sweden, but he's Swedish. Um, and he, I think it's probably because I'm playing nylon string guitar. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of taking it down that 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 vibe. But yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. It's really good. So um, yeah, well done. So you've done this thing where you've got a verse um, that is about being in the field, a, a verse that's about being the builders, um, and then. Yeah, I mean, it's just full of some really nice stuff. Is it the working on the harvest is grace? That's it's great. Really great. That's I like just think it's really nice. Um, and I love the way the... Um, yeah, I love the way that the verses are a bit different, but they are, they're not in, by any means inaccessible. We are workers in God's field. Some will plough and some will sow. Some will water, yet we... I think that's the tricky bit. I wonder whether yeah. in there you need something slightly more melodic. Some yeah. will water. What if it was, some will water, yet we know. Some will water. Oh, that's quite nice. Some yeah, will like sow, some will water, yet we... Yeah, I like that, because it's got a bit more melody to it. 
Mm. And anywhere you can put, when you've got something that's a little bit different and and is a little bit angular at points mm. um, with the way it sits with the harmony and stuff, actually making it melodically really, really tight, I think is often really helps, doesn't it? Um, okay. But that's, yeah, really lovely. And, and I know you've been through the process. I've been watching this one on, on the forum <laughs> with the other writers. So you've had, um, yeah, Andy and Ian, Keiko, Rebecca, feeding in Josh, and then Joel. Now, come on, you've got to fess up here, Sam. What was that line that you had in there originally that you were terrified Origi- about playing to me? Originally, it said, <laughs> dirt and stones are gifts of God. Atoms matter to our king. I th- I th- there's a phrase, matter matters, that people have used about you know the the stuff of the physical stuff of Earth yeah. matters to God. Yeah, I thought matter matters. That's really clunky. Yeah, and I thought atoms matter. I quite like that. But people immediately went, "Oh, atoms matter. That's a bit weird." And I said, "Joel will hate atoms matter because it's not an old word, and he likes um, old words." Old words. No. So let me uh, explain. Oh no, but you haven't done it. I can't really critique it now, can I? <laughs> but it's an opportunity to tease that out a bit. It's not so much about. It, it's about it's about when words arrive out of nowhere and and it, and that's it's that kind of thing when you go what atoms yeah. why atoms I know, all I things know. to name I know um, uh, but wait, actually you've de- you've then developed it so um, in terms of what you've um, put in the song I feel a little bit like verse three is Sam adding his little preach to the yes. to what Paul had to say in in the first two and I would just be aware of that in a sort of yes I suppose what I was I've trying got to get to do... the worship is more than this lighting in there <laughs> I, I felt like what I needed to do was to say that yes the things of this earth are gifts of God yeah but at the same time if you take those metaphors too literally you can think that what we need to do is build buildings and that's it okay yeah so i wanted to kind of hold in that tension in that verse well actually yes these are good things these are good gifts and we should work on them but at the same time we're not talking about a a geographical graphical political kingdom we're talking about more than that yeah of course so that was and i was quite pleased that how i sort of got that in in a slightly poetic way but I can see what you mean about it being possibly slightly preachy. No, I, I suppose just that I had so you know, your opening thing, dirt and stones are gifts of God. I, I had to look at it for quite a while thinking, why has he said dirt and stones? <laughs> I, I feel a bit stupid now because look, it's, well, it's obvious because of the structure of the song. But again, it was a kind of, why pick those specific dirt and stones? I mean, I guess they are. <laughs> so one question I had was if you said something like earthen stones yeah, I like would that. that just connect you slightly more to the agricultural metaphor yeah rather than it sounds a bit urban with the, maybe with those two well um, it's also and dirt and stones is slightly harder to sing and also the atoms matter that was a real mouthful so I think earthen yeah. stones are gifts of God this world matter talking that all sort of it's just a bit more open vowels slightly less Let's move on to the challenge for August. August challenge. August challenge. August challenge. Do you like that? (laughs) So the challenge for August is going to be, um, it's a sort of a wrap up challenge for the end of the 12 song challenge. We've we've done 11 months. We've set you a theme, a style or, or some kind of approach. Um, that we've asked you to to have a go at, and um, 
we've created a whole load of songs that are in varying degrees of completion and a few have like sam and i uh, we've definitely done at least one each if not more i can't remember maybe at least one each. we've gone right through to finishing and even publishing um but then a whole bunch of others that we started and we don't quite know what to do with and maybe maybe we'll just leave them and and that's a, a frequent experience of the worship songwriter is you write a whole load of stuff that then sort of gets somewhere it's kind of it's got a shape it's got a form but then you move on to some other things and um so our challenge for this month is to go back through the 11 months of the podcast and revisit an old song and see if you can whip it into shape as a complete and finished song um now you may find that you go back through the previous 11 months or you only joined us quite recently and there's not a lot to work on so in which case you might want to go back through your own kind of back catalogue as well and, and see what you can find there um so I thought, let's. Th- that's the challenge. Get a song, get it properly finished. Here it is. I'm really happy with it. I've done it. Um, um, and sometimes time is a real helper, isn't it, in that kind of thing. You've had a bit of time. You just let it rest. You let it gestate and grow mm. and just kind of do its thing. The, the yeast has worked its way through the dough a little bit and it is now buoyant and airy. Um, <laughs> and I thought, um, just wanted to give a few pointers and ideas on on the whole thing of revisiting um, old songs. And I thought in the first place it would be just helpful to think about why do we leave songs behind in the first place? It, what, what, is, what is the things that, that leave now? One of them is uh, that we set you a challenge every month and then we tell you to move on. And let's be realistic. <laughs> That's what's happened with this lot. Yeah. Um, other times it might be that you're kind of you have a particular time or opportunity or moment in mind and you begin to write something for it and either you don't make it in time or it just doesn't quite you know, it just doesn't quite turn into the song you want and you kind of miss the moment, you miss the opportunity and then you say, right, well I'll leave that so it might be that you're you know, writing for Advent or, or something like that and then gets to 29th of December and you think, well I've kind of missed the boat on that one yeah. and it becomes part of this little graveyard of songs it could be that you left it behind because you got it a really long way but you just could not nail it, you just couldn't get it over the line and I certainly have had that experience a lot and I think we hear when we look at the classics sometimes we hear that experience from writers don't we um, that they had songs for ages years, I mean you mentioned that that song, um, the song we looked at earlier, Build My Life mm. a couple of years having having hold of a song um, and not being able to get it over the line. Although, actually, I think it sounds like that song was actually the fourth category, which was this basically just wasn't really working, just wasn't yeah. really very good. Um, yeah. But we put some creative effort into it, um, and in that case, there was something in it that was worth grabbing and and, and running with. So, given that, just, that... Yeah, go on. I would just add to that. I, I tend to leave a song because I forget it, and partly that's because I don't have a very good... Um, storage system i basically have an unfinished songs folder on my computer and i have a garage band folder and i don't kind of i don't do anything i don't have a list so for me i I, all i can do is go through that folder one by one and look through and go oh i'd forgotten that song yeah but i do wonder whether some you know i'm just sitting there thinking maybe i should have a slightly better system for right this song i've decided i'm going to leave it or this you know or or i don't know some some way of actually reminding me that some of these songs that i've half done exist and that i should go back to them yeah i i find um the times i most often revisit those when i if i set aside some songwriting time Mm. to work on something particular at some point i get frustrated with it and i start flicking back through other stuff 
Right, that's right. quite often where I rediscover things. Is yeah. in the well, I've made this time, and frankly, I'm just fed up with working on that one. It's not going anywhere. What else yeah. have I got? Um, have a little look at. Yeah. Um, so just I thought just working kind of through those categories just for the sake of a, a kind of structure to it. The, the thing about the missed opportunity is, of course, the opportunity often does come up again. So the thing that you began to write for something but never really got there, and one of the things there is 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 kind of to say those things will never get fixed unless you are a bit intentional and mm. um, systematic about it. Where you say, "I've been writing this advent. I've got three unfinished advent songs from the last three years." Um, I need to start looking. I need to book in a time in July when I'm going to go through yeah. them and say that is the time. So that's a bit like what you were saying, Sam, actually going through and, and programming some of it mm. um, so that you get ahead. Because if you're the sort of person who is just, um, you're stimulated by the moment, then you mm. actually you need to program in in order to be um, more intentional about it. And then those songs that you couldn't do the last 10%, you got them so far. Now, for me, that is a lot of the songs I've written. Um, and often I do sort of keep revisiting those. There's a sense of... So um, I might have mentioned this sometimes just because it was such hard work and such a labour of love. But my, my song, um, Our God is a Refugee, mm. just took me, I don't know, a year and a half or something to write because I partly because I set myself a really different, difficult task in the way it was structured yeah. and um, the rhyme scheme and other stuff. But it was hard, hard work. I was like wading through treacle. But when I did, each time I got a little bit that I was happy with, I was so pleased with it. Um, and it meant it was a song I had to keep revisiting. I just, I, I'm, I'm perhaps too lazy sometimes to power through it, and so I'd, I'd leave it aside. And I perhaps probably could have done it quicker. Um, but, but that was the thing. And one thing I have found that really helps me is, um, is it, it's obvious, isn't it? But I've got to book in a time, take the stuff I want to work with, and go somewhere that I cannot be disturbed. Mm. or have other stimuli that are going to distract me or other stuff. So for me, that means get my guitar, get my laptop on full charge, take it to our cabin in the woods and um, sit there and take my lunch with me. And basically, I've got nothing else to do there except work on on this song. And I actually, what I find is I work on other songs as well. But there's no internet, there's no people, there's no phone (laughs) signal. I mean, it's it's quite difficult to do, isn't it? So I have found that being really helpful. Um, another thing I have found is that when you get a song to that kind of 90%, but it just is, I find the group critique thing has been so invaluable. And I think we've learned so much from it. We love working as a group. And, but sometimes you just need to get some focused one-on-one time where you filter out the other voices. Um, and I know that we've done this quite a bit, Sam, haven't we? Particularly with some of your songs. Yeah. Um, it's kind of one-on-one. I, and I wondered whether there's anything that you find sort of characteristically different about that bit of it, particularly in trying to just get them nailed and finished off. Yeah, I suppose it's just, you know, there can be become a frustration with a, a bunch of voices in that you're just hearing contrasting, you know, someone says, well, I like the chorus, the other person says, I don't like the chorus. And then, you know, if you just say, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in Joel's basket now and he's going to, you know, be the person to help me finish this, um, that kind of... And then I suppose it's just a case of, sort of singing it through together almost line by line yeah uh, some sometimes at that point i know also we've we've tried to write out the melody actually the point where it gets into a lead sheet that can tell you quite a lot as well and just to nail out what is this melody exactly yeah um 
But yeah, just just getting with one other person and saying, um, and essentially trying to set yourself a deadline of saying, right, by the end of this two-hour slot, we're going to have this finished. Um, yeah. Sometimes that, you know, it's, it's the only thing that will finish a song is saying, this is going to be done in two hours and, what, <laughs> you know, just being a bit ruthless about it. Yeah. So I think the kind of the, the broader selection of voices can really help to refine and shape and mould and, and so on. But at some point when you need to pin it down, it, it helps to... A bit like going to see your therapist, isn't it, in some ways? It's kind of... So what, what exactly are you thinking? So what is it you actually want to say? Okay, well, there you go. Say that. Oh, was that all <laughs> I needed to do? <laughs> and then it seems to work. Yeah, I really enjoy doing that. I really enjoy the different parts of that dynamic being on both sides of it. Um, I think another thing is, you come to this song, you think, why can't I finish it? What is the thing? Now, this... What is the thing that is holding it back? And mm. sometimes you've got to identify that thing and you've got to break it. And I think we've talked about this bit before, but it's, sometimes it's looking at the rhyme scheme and saying, it is basically my rhyme scheme, which means I cannot finish verse three because yeah. there is no way of doing it that rhymes. So I might need to break my rhyme scheme, which means yeah. going back and shuffling some other stuff. And suddenly it all starts to fall into place. Or it is my, and it's the murdering your darlings thing, isn't it? But it's my first line of the chorus, which, which just, it's impossible for that to go anywhere. And, yeah. But, it's the best melody I've ever written with the best <laughs> lyrics I've ever written. Yeah. But the problem is that is so it's trying to work out what is the thing and be really honest about it. So I'm going to break that. And that usually means just kind of take it out, um, mm. or do, you know, completely, completely trash that and unlock it. And I think that's a key thing that you sometimes have to do with songs is to kind of be honest with yourself. What is the thing? What is the thing I've got to break? There's a Paul Simon thing. He talks about his songs and he's, he sort of just allows them to gestate for a long time and, and writes a lot in the studio and stuff and he says um the ear goes to the irritant so when he's listening to the songs he's he'll go ah that that bit's annoying me that's the irritant in this that's and i'm not he's never happy until all those irritants are worked out nice Uh, but he says it takes him a while to kind of listen oh it's that bit that's not right okay that's the bit i need to you know as you say then take that apart and yeah you know yeah um, another thing I've done sometimes is um, particularly, well, think about choruses. I, I think choruses, and I, my experience in Resound is that sometimes we get stuck at the chorus, which is, mm. I've kind of got this content, it's saying some good stuff, there's a nice melody, it's leading so, but then I get, to, and it feels like it's leading to a chorus, but I just can't find it. Um, and and why why is that difficult to do? But I suppose a few ideas for that, because I think that can be a place you often get stuck. Um, just the chorus didn't seem to be very good. I mean, one of them is obviously the, the stuff that we quite often say, which is just stop trying to add, don't try to say too much in your chorus is usually a first thing. Um, mm. Have a simple idea. I, I, th- I think two things you, that, that can be quite helpful. One is that I think quite often, um, quite often I hear choruses and it's the melody that lets the chorus down. Because it's it's sort of the melody's okay, and quite often if you zoom right in on it, you actually find there are quite obvious harmonic reasons why it doesn't work very well. Now, not everybody's an, an expert on these things and the notes and parallel fifths and parallel octaves and other stuff, but quite often when you just hear a chorus melody, it's not very compelling or very satisfying. If you dive in and write it out, you notice things moving yeah. in these slightly jarring intervals. 
and that can really show something up. And I, I, one suggestion is just to say, get to the chorus and sing. Don't sing any words. Just sing the melody. Let the melody yeah. come out of the verses. Let the melody soar until that is the satisfying answer to where you've got to. And then interpret your melody and add some words to that. And I say that because I probably tend to be on, uh, on the other side of, of kind of having something I want to say and trying to find a melody mm. to match it. Um, the other thing is using your imagination. This can apply to any part of the song. It's a useful tool in any songwriting. Um, but if it's a song to be sung in church and say it's a song to be sung in your church. Is actually, close your eyes, sing the verse. In your mind's eye, picture someone you know in your congregation for whom this is likely to be a relevant or compelling song because of the kind of content of it. And, and just try to imagine them singing it and, and, and try to picture, imagine their face, imagine their voice as they sing, which bits are grabbing them, which bits are not. And then what do they what is it what do they need to say when they hit that point? Mm. And for a moment there you forget about yourself um and you just completely try to imagine yourself in someone else's head and in someone else's life. And then suddenly that could be the little key that unlocks something. Ah. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Well if they were singing it, yeah, they yeah. would want to say and then you think well then I know that's a good thing. That's a good song to sing. Because it's really, it's actually going to, it's going to speak to somebody in my congregation, and I think that could be quite helpful. Because otherwise, you get, you get stuck in your own kind of routine and ruts and and other stuff. And then the final category, the songs that just weren't really working. You kind of wrote <laughs> them, but they weren't really working. Now we, because we live in a technological age, we kind of keep hold of some of this stuff, don't we? So we we can look yeah. back and we can go through things. Uh, and and we've got to be honest, I don't know if they have this phrase in the states, um, but here in the UK, we certainly do, and that is. You can't polish a turd. And it's true. I mean, this is the thing. Sometimes it's just not very good. It's just not a very good song. So don't massage it into some other shape. You'll just... In fact, don't even imagine that. It's You You have written in your notes here, Joel. You can't polish a turd. Splat it. I'm not sure that that's... I'm not sure that that's what you want to do with your turd. You need to get out a hose pipe. Yeah. Set it on the strongest setting and hose yeah. that thing away from you. Yes. Um, yeah, you can't. And so sometimes you just—it's just not very good. I just say, "Great, get rid of it, scrap it, it's gone, doesn't matter," and that's fine. But so I, I had an example of that of a song where I had this song um, a few years ago. I was I tried to write. I, I do a lot of running, and I tried to write yeah. a song that was full of running imagery. And you probably remember it, Sam. I sort of—I did a version. It had a bit of a kind of bluegrass feel. And then I kind of completely rewrote it to something else, which had a slightly more rocky feel. And then I completely rewrote it to something else. And I was just determined. I've got, I've got all these brilliant lines. Mm. I've got all these bits of it. I love, and the way it, um, and I remember kind of getting to about kind of third, final version. And um, Matt Osgood saying, "I'm really, I'm sort of disappointed. I really wanted to like this, but the problem is I just can't imagine when would you ever sing it." you the basic concept yeah i'm just not sure it's leading you anywhere useful and somewhere i had to say yeah basically my concept is a turd and um <laughs> i'm gonna let that one go um yeah. and you know you have that experience from from time to time i mean sometimes you know it because you either because you road tested it or because you played it to someone else or because if you're really honest it just doesn't do anything for you either so it's, it's unlikely for anybody else um and I've found over the years that quite often I'll go back to something like that. I think, okay, I'm going to work with it a bit. But what I do is I end up working with the whole form of it and trying to set a new tune to all the words I'd already written or mm. keeping exactly the same shape and structure and so on. And I have to say, I rarely find that turns a, well, it's not really a very good song, into, oh, it's a brilliant song. Um, sometimes if it's a clearly excellent set of lyrics or it's a clearly excellent tune, 
then great. But but I get, I have to bump myself. I talk about this sometimes. Kind of bump yourself out of the rut with a particular song. You've got into a rut, which is the tone of it, the shape of it, the melody of it, yeah. you know, and all sorts of things. But if there is something good there, you've got to grab it and you've got to bump out of the rut. So you've got to go into you and say, what is really good in this? I will take mm. that out. I will take it and I will extract it. For, so I will don't splat. In that case, you slice. And you take your slice and you just get the other slices out of the way. Throw them off the plate into the bin. Your metaphor is just Thanks. going in horrible directions. Thanks. Thanks. Can, I, can I suggest a different metaphor? <laughs> yes. I mean, this is, this is not quite the same thing, but um, I used to preach in a church and you could do the 20 25 minute version at the the 11 o'clock service yeah and then you had to do the 10 o'clock uh, the 10 minute version Whoa. or less yeah at the early service and i used to write a long sermon 20 25 minutes and then i had to take that and i had to do the 10 minute version yeah and so you cut 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 until you just got this little and i often used to preach the 10 minute version and go actually that's all i need to say yeah that was I probably better. should just. I should probably just do. It. And I wonder if there's an equivalent with worship songs where you could sort of take your song and go. If I had to do this in thirty seconds, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what that context is, but like it's you know, it's to <laughs> it's to go to a a sampler CD that's gonna go. Oh, nobody makes CDs anymore. To go to a, you know, to a Disney or something for their latest worship film and. You know, the the only they only want to hear thirty second versions. What's what's that version? Um, yeah. Then you know this would be the thirty seconds, and I might I might imagine that you would do that, and then you will see ah oh, actually that that tiny bit that I've cut it down to that's the best bit. Yeah. And then something new might grow. That's from the that. heart of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, okay, I'll stop my metaphors. Um, but yeah, so you find the best. So I uh, one suggestion is that it's like find the find the very best bit of the song what is the magic bit in it that you think this is the this is the heart of it and take that and and um i i often find it somewhere later in the song often later into writing a song i've really got the hang of it and by the middle of verse two i'm starting to hit some lyrical gold Mm. um it's to say what if i just take that now and i put that right up front i scrap everything else just take those two lines i start on a different chord and on a different note on a different instrument and I start writing that song and see where it takes me. So mm. so there's a whole range of stuff from pushing through the final little bits that they're doing right through to actually when I revisit it, if there's anything worth having, I've got to free it from what was making it rubbish in order to make it be good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do you know what you're um, going to revisit? I have no idea. I honestly, this is the thing. I forget everything I've done. <laughs> um, there was that one about Jesus growing up that I quite liked at the time, that I, I quite like to have a go at. I can't at. remember it at all. Uh, <laughs> what, we want to be like you. <laughs> yes, I do remember. That's that yeah. call and response one again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few. I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to them all Yeah. and think, you know, and I think the other thing with all of this is, you know, Matt, Matt said to you, didn't he, about that song, who's ever going to play this? Yeah. I do think for me, there's a large part of me saying, Okay, where could this be used? Yeah. And actually, if I can imagine a context where it might be used, that's going to push me to finish it. If yeah. I think this would be a lovely song, but I can't ever imagine anyone singing it anywhere, then yeah. it's going to give me very little to, you know, yeah, motivate it's not me. Compel or inspire, is you? Yeah. I, I feel like I I want to go back to it. It's last month. It was the funeral song challenge. It took me uh. to a place that I never expected to write. 
I've cool. I've already completely scrapped my original verse Brilliant. and written something so different for me. So Great. I'm quite sort of um yeah it moves me. yeah I'm really I'm excited about it cuz and, I, and oh, it's something cool. I want to um Well if you do that I and I have through. my funeral one we can have a little funeral EP funeral songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could um there must be a yeah yeah, must be a pun we can make. I can't think one. Um, yeah, probably not appropriate. Um, so, Joel, this is the last month for the twelve yes, challenge. Yes, it is. What will happen after that? Um, weeping, gnashing of teeth, <laughs> and other stuff. And then, um, well, a couple of things will happen. I think what we'll do is we'll say um, so. We're going to finish uh, at the end of August, and then we'll September podcast. We'll have a bit of a look back over it, and also, as well as reviewing what we've done and, and so on. We're really excited about actually seeing a bunch of finished songs at that point. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we'll have a little bit of a break in the autumn, where we'll still do the podcast, but we're not going to do the twelve song challenge. But we have loved it so much and found it so helpful both to our songwriting, but also the kind of feedback we've had and the way yeah. we've been forming a community, um, which has been really exciting. That we're going to start again, but we'll hit we'll hit go again in January of 2020. Awesome. Um, so I think in the intervening months, um, I should probably say if you want to revisit songs, some of you do revisit your doxology ones because um, mm. they could be good. Um, but we'll. For those who are on the 12 Song Challenge, we'll leave the forum open. You continue in- to interact and, and mm. write and stuff and, and use that as a place to... And I would stuff. be interested to know as well, both from from the listeners who've been doing the 12 Song Challenge, what, uh, you know, if we do restart in January, have you got any ideas for challenges yeah. or ways that we might do it? But also, as we're going to enter sort of resound ordinary time, um, which is a <laughs> liturgical <laughs> reference that will go over some people's heads... Um, have you got any things you'd like us to talk about? Yeah, because we, we've structured these for the last year around the 12 song, 12 challenges. Yeah, of course. Uh, so is there something that you want us to do in this kind of um, odd season where, you know, we could go off on, on something else? So, you know, please let us know particular people you'd like to interview or themes or just yeah. things that you'd like to hear about. Yeah, brilliant. Right. So um, should we have the summer off then, Sam? And then um, we'll reconvene in September. Yeah, man. All right. Have a nice time. Bye. Bye. Oh,